Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my good nanny radio, MGN Radio. The best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. and I'm broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to welcome everyone to the MGN Radio Show. For those who might be new joining our show, MGN Radio is the number one show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Um, We broadcast live each week, and we have a variety of shows. We interview celebrity moms and dads, everyday working moms and dads, and we just strive for positiveness and information. So today, as some of you know, um, is my daughter's birthday. So I want to say happy April, happy April 1st to everyone. It's um, my daughter's ninth birthday, and I'm super excited, and she's such a joy, and her name is Zena, and we're just really, really excited about today. So it's a new month and a new day in Nigeria. So our show today, we're going to be talking about the Nigerian presidential election, how that works, what happened. All over the world, the world was tuned into Nigeria, which is a country in Western Africa. And they were tuned into Nigeria because there was a huge election going on. And if you go to Twitter or some of our social media, everyone was using the hashtag Nigeria Decides because this was the year that Nigeria was going to decide on the presidential um, outcome. And it was an amazing process, and we have several guests that we're going to have pop in and some questions and answers and just talk about the whole process on the road to Asso Rock. And for those of you who might not know, Asso Rock is kind of equivalent to um, the White House in the United States of America. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to all our listeners and fans all over the country, all over the world. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to my 
um, Good Nanny Radio or MGN Radio, as we're so affectionately called, um, and we really appreciate it. Today's show is being sponsored by Hair Yum. Hair Yum is a vegan hair care product, and it's www.hairyum.com. And basically, it is great for hair care, promoting hair health. They have shampoo, conditioner, deep conditioner, and a leave-in souffle. And they're coming out with a yummy, vegan, all-natural vitamin. Do you have dry hair? Do you need more moisture? Do you want your hair to grow? Check out HairYum.com. All right. Gotta get into the show because, as everyone knows, the show flies all the time. And I want to introduce our first guest, who is Paul Arinica. I hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) Um, He's a political analyst, he's a member of the adjunct faculty at Grand Canyon University. He's the author of six books, including Nigeria, One Nation, Two Systems. And his new book is called Stock Market Trading for Beginners. All books are available on Amazon.com, and we're so excited. Let me see if I can connect him to our fabulous show. Paul, are you on? Yes, I am, and uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you um, yes. for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for that uh, warm uh, introduction. Thanks. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's get into it, right? A lot of people, and thank you guys, I see you on the chat room. So basically, President-elect Buhari, you know, a new day and a new Nigeria is upon us. And let's talk about the, we know the outcome now, right? But let's just talk about the two parties and what happened. Um, So just for our listeners to know, um, for the first time in Nigeria's history, the opposition has defeated the ruling party in democratic elections. Mohamed Buhari has won Nigeria's presidential election, and he defeated incumbent um, Goodluck Jonathan by about 2 million votes. So let's talk about the two parties. Um, You're a political analyst. Tell our listeners about the APC party and the PDP party. Okay, thank you, um, Susie. I appreciate that. Um, well, the APD, uh, the PDP, excuse me, is the ruling party in Nigeria, and um, they have basically been in power for about 19 years since um, uh, Nigeria uh, reintroduced um, uh, second um, democracy following the uh, military rule. And um, they have been in power. It's been a lot of um, Nigerians that are not happy with regards to the level of corruption in, in the country. And uh, PDP uh, have not been able to address that problem. And um, it, it continued until um, very recently with the uh, new problem of uh, Boko Haram. So the PDP really... Uh, their backs are actually against the wall. But uh, on on APC, APC is uh, the opposition party. And uh, it was formed when um, two parties, the ACN and um, the party, Buhari's party, um, merged. Uh, that was uh, about uh, two, two or three years ago. And uh, they formed... Um, the um, new party, which is um, 
the party that Buhari ran on its um, ticket. So basically, those are the two um, uh, political parties that are, you know, number one and number two in Nigeria. There are many other political parties, but for for most, um, uh, for our purposes here, those are the only two that are truly uh, representative of um, over probably 90% of the entire country. Yes, yes. And those are, I mean, in in the bio to the show, we mentioned there like 14, they mentioned 14 political parties, but like you said, um, those are the two parties that are really um, the ones that, you know, the APC and the PDP and um, the parties. So thanks for talking about what those parties mean. So this is the first time in um history of Nigeria that a sitting president wasn't reelected and we have so many people with their thoughts as to why um and I want to um to kind of get to what each party stood for and you know um Buhari is 72 years old he's going to be sworn um as president of United of Nigeria <laughs> on May 29th and he'll take the helm at a critical time as Nigeria grapples with the violent militant group, and you mentioned Boko Haram, serious economic woes and corruption, right? This isn't Buhari's first time leading Nigeria, but it was his first time in, no, in nearly 30 years. Um, talk about the uh, military coup, brought, how it brought Buhari in the late 1983 um, to a defeat, and why you think so many Nigerians elected him um, as president? Well, that's a a very good question. You know, um, Nigeria has um, had over 29 years of uh, military rule, and um, uh, during that period, uh, it was more like from one military dictator to another. So it happens that... um, Nigeria's um, uh, duly elected president, um, Shehu Shagari, um, was overthrown by Buhari himself in 1981, I believe, 81, 80, 81, in a military coup that brought him into office. And um, it the problem is that he introduced so many draconian measures that were actually, you know, not welcome by most Nigerians, uh, including some people who were charged for drugs and actually killed uh, because uh, Buhari government was uh, operating, you know, using uh, different... Um, uh, strategies not under the under the civilian um, uh, uh, democratic uh, model, and it, there was a particular lady who was um, killed. Um, Gloria Okun is her name, and she's a mother and uh, charged for drug uh, sm- uh, smuggling drugs. Never convicted, but before everybody knew it, she was um, shot. And, and killed. So that was the type of reign that Buhari instituted um, when he was uh, in power. And so many Nigerians were not happy. Uh, he, he made some efforts into fighting corruption, 
But again, I uh, wasn't, um, you know, much that he could achieve under those uh, two short years. But eventually he was overthrown by another uh, northern military dictator, uh, Babangida is his name. Uh, so that was um, what ended his uh, reign in the 80s, till, um, you know, Nigeria began experimenting with democracy, and he has been trying, uh, running year after year. I think this is his fourth run as a Nigerian uh, president under the Nigeria's new uh, civilian democratic uh, dispensation. Sophia, are you there? Yes. Um, so, no, I think that was a very, very good analysis and um, review. We are chatting live about the Nigerian presidential election with the outcome, President-elect Mohamed Buhari, and a lot of people were chatting that, you know, they hope for a smooth transition in Nigeria um, as he wins and marks the first democratic transition of power from the ruling party. Um, Just a couple of facts, Nigeria is the most populous country in Africa, but it's also grappling with violent Boko Haram extremists. And also Nigeria is Africa's biggest economy, um, but up to 70% of Nigerians live on less than a dollar a day. So a lot of people are expecting huge, huge things for this new president. Again, we're using the hashtag NigeriaDecides on Twitter as well as other social media. We are chatting with Paul, who's a political analyst, uh, adjunct faculty. um, Grand Canyon? Yes, at Grand Canyon. Yeah, I was... (laughs) So, no, thank you. So, now, um, I, I see some questions in the chat room, and but before I want to get to those questions, I just wanted us um, to chat about just the differences, uh, you know, between, you know, the president-elect as well as, um, you know, the um, Jonathan Goodluck. So, let's talk about security, and, I, and this is things that both – parties had mentioned they would do. Okay, so Jonathan Goodluck, security. He says Boko Haram can be defeated in April, seeks greater regional and international cooperation to tackle the the terrorism, piracy, and organized crime. Buhari says the government has been ineffective and lacks the willpower to fight Boko Haram, pledges to end the insurgency within months if elected. What do you think about that, Paul? Well, you know, the truth of the matter is that um, the the, uh, current president has, um, you know, ignored the problem of Boko Haram for a long, long time, including when the uh, group um, kidnapped over 200 uh, Nigerian students, uh, young girls uh, at um, one of the federal uh, schools, Chibok. So um, that has been a major problem that his administration has not been able to actually provide security and go after Boko Haram. Um, Part of the problem is is saying is that uh, people who were in charge of the um, Nigeria's um, uh, security situation are people from, from the north. 
incidentally, the same north where Burari comes from. But um, it's really not a good um, explanation because he is the commander-in-chief, and uh, he is the one that Nigerians expect that he would go after Boko Haram. Uh, he tried and tried to get some weapons uh, from the United States. Uh, we all know he was uh, the Obama administration, you know, turned that down uh, for many Why other reasons. Yeah, can you just, because a lot of people talked about that, and even, I was in Nigeria in December, um, and, you know, we had like a round table with some guests, and people were very upset about that and blamed Jonathan Goodluck, but they also talked about Obama. Can we just say, if you, you know, again, this is your opinion, but why do you think that was? Why do you think that Obama really went against that? Well, that's a very good question, and there are a few thoughts on that. Um some people think that is uh, part of an effective um, lobby, which is um, you know being mounted uh, in support of Buhari by some of Obama's um, you know uh, friends. Uh, a, a name that comes to mind is um, I believe his first name is David Axelrod. He was the one that um, ran the Obama campaign. And incidentally, he was the one that um, Buhari and APC hired to help them, uh, you know, as far as Buhari's uh, international image. And so that's one, one, you know, possible um, issue there. The second issue is that some people believe that the Obama administration isn't happy with the position that Nigeria took with um, uh, gay and lesbian situation. You know, it's uh, very illegal uh, in Nigeria, and the Nigerian yeah. government has, uh, you know, come out solidly against any form of uh, gay marriages. Not only in Nigeria, but many other places in Africa. So those may be the two intervening variables, but uh, Obama administration really. Uh, um, knows why they denied uh, to sell weapons to Nigeria. This is a United States that understands the tyranny of, um, you know, fundamentalism and the wage wars and fundamentalist groups from Afghanistan to Iraq and Libya and, and you know, and you name it. So that's, um, as far as we know, those are the issues, um, you know, surrounding that um, decision. Yeah, no, that that's a very, very good um, um, analysis, I would say, of the situation. Now, what about, let's go to the next topic. We talked about security. Um, let's talk about um, the economy. So Jonathan Goodluck says he will continue, if he, and we know he wasn't elected, but he said he will continue with his economic blueprint known as the 2011-2015 Transformation Agenda he views economic diversification as a key step toward addressing the fall in global oil prices. Um, Mohamed Buhari says government economic policies have worsened the lives of Nigerians, promises to pick competent hands to run the economy, pledges to tackle poverty by closing the wealth gap through shared economic growth. Now, 
and I mentioned at the beginning of the call, 70 cents a day is what 70% of Nigerians live off of, and we know the exchange rate I think now is like 212 naira to $1. Um, so the economy is, is tanked. People can't find jobs. Um, do you think this played a role into Jonathan Goodluck not being elected? Uh, it played a small role, um, but the problem is uh, the economy is not as bad as um, it, it was being painted. And I know I did an article um, surveying the opinions of um, five different um, powerhouses for you know economic analysis all over the world. And you know what? All of them gave uh, Jonathan a very good mark for what yeah. he and... Um, his economic minister, Conjoy uh, Wella, have done on the economy. But the problem, the recent issues with Nigeria's economy, there are two, two factors. One is the recent collapse of oil prices. Uh, Nigeria, uh, most of the budget, budgeting in Nigeria was based on that oil will be um, you know, sold at $100 a barrel. But all of a sudden, oil prices have uh, collapsed in the international market. Um, I think uh, last week when I checked, it was around $50 per barrel. So there is that serious problem from that um, economic angle. Now, on jobs, um, Jonathan did not create as much um, jobs as um, expected, and that's one area that he needed to um, work hard. But he has done so many. The list of his achievements are over one page long. He rehabilitated the Nigerian railway system, which um, no other Nigerian uh, leader has been able to achieve. He um, rehabilitated all the airports in the country. I mean, I can go down, but I know we don't have um, the time for that. So he relatively did well. But one of his biggest problems is that his, his campaign, um, they did a poor job. They did not highlight some of his um, accomplishments. And, and by the time they started doing that, it was already late. But on Buhari, the, the biggest problem with um, Buhari is that He's making a lot of promises, but has provided no clues as far as what he's going to do. Uh, nobody knows, even as we speak. He has not um, provided any serious, um, uh, you know, economic agenda of what he's going to do. So the issue is, um, what is he going to do? judging from the fact that the Nigerian economy is, is going south, partly because of it's totally dependent on oil revenues. Now, Jonathan has done a little bit of uh, diversification, and uh, which is what you know many Nigerians are suggesting, that Nigeria cannot continue to you know, rely on oil revenues. Um, for you know to fund its uh, domestic um, economic programs. So, um, but um, we 
also know that part of the reason why the Nigerian economy is doing badly, uh, those of you that are into financial markets will know that the U.S. dollar has been appreciating for a long, long time. And many uh, third world economies are suffering because the value of their currencies have been heading south since the strengthening of the U.S. um, currency. That affected Nigeria very significantly to the point that Nigeria's currency have lost another 25% in the last um, one year alone. So all of the problems are not uh, Jonathan's making. Some of them are beyond him. But uh, but the fact is that, you know, the box stops with him, and um, that is uh, partly what um, the election was indirectly about. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that goes with any president, right? Um unfortunately, people blame the current president when things don't go right, you know. They say it's but you're right. A lot of the things were um prior to Jonathan Goodluck and then things he was dealing with um as he took presidency. Now, we have some questions in the chat room. So, again, we're on with Paul Onreka and um he is a political analyst, adjunct faculty at Grand Canyon University, and he's chatting with us just about, again, these are personal opinions, opinions based on experience as well as his own um, teaching and research. Um, so let me take a call, 864. Let me take your question. You are on MGM Radio as we're chatting Nigerian politics. Good afternoon. Um there's a song out called It's All About the Base, and I want to go back in time. Uh, I know that the corruption exists everywhere to a degree, but prior to independence in 1947, uh, Britain uh, allowed uh, Pakistan to go its own way. At one point, Pakistan territory was a part of the British uh, Indian Empire, and when uh, India got its independence in 1947, the British uh, advocated for them going their separate way. In 1914, the northern and southern Nigeria Protectorate unified under Lord Lugard. And, but, however, in 1960, uh, the two remained uh, protectorate uh, together. Do you think that had the British done the same thing they did in uh, India, Pakistan, that if northern and southern Nigeria had been separated, that the degree of corruption would not be as much. And as uh, Wallawa has called it, the geographical expression of black unity uh, would not be so apparent. Number two, what do you think of Bukhari's program, Why? The War Against Indiscipline. Okay, thank you. Those are great questions, you know. On Nigeria's um, socio-political issues with respect to the um, uh, different um, ethnic groups, um, you know, there is um, a a wide feeling in Nigeria that Britain actually uh, contributed a lot to the current problems Nigeria is having. Of course, uh, Britain caused problems everywhere, so... That's easy for everybody to understand. You know, uh, when when they 
uh, when Britain was in, in power, um, they indirectly, um, you know, supported um, the uh, northern Nigerian political groups uh, to the point that they could not bring them as part of Nigerian uh, protectorate as they did with the south, southern protectorate, Lagos in the east and the rest of them. So they worked out this um, arrangement with northern Nigeria, what they call um, indirect rule. Uh, it was just a way for them to um, get uh, the northerners to go go ahead. So many of the decisions the British people made were indirectly um, in support of positions of the north against uh, that of the south. And over the years, when independence finally arrived in 1960, northern Nigeria seems to perceive that, um, you know, they are really the ones that are supposed to be ruling Nigeria. <laughs> so anytime there is a non-northerner ruling Nigeria, it's to be a problem. So, uh, but um, I'm not sure if corruption, if, the two countries were separated, that corruption would have been uh, eliminated. I know that from governance perspective, it may have made you know, more sense, particularly in, in light of uh, the fact people don't want to talk about this, but the fact is that northern Nigeria is predominantly Muslim and southern Nigeria is predominantly Christian. But, you know, but I think Nigeria is better off remaining as one nation because uh, you look around the world, you see organizations, countries are even joining together. Look at the European Union, North American Free Free Agreement. So the bigger that African economies are, the better that I think things will be for them when they finally resolve their problems. But um, that's, um, you know, what I think on that. Uh, as far as Buhari's program, War Against Indiscipline, uh, the problem with that is that he, his administration in the 80s was going at it the wrong way. Um, we are actually targeting mostly um, ordinary Nigerians. I remember when People were just being flogged on the streets when they trying to catch buses. They want everybody to line up, and but those are just cosmetic issues because um, the problem of corruption in Nigeria is somewhat largely institutionalized to the point that he, he Buhari went after some governors and some politicians, but. Many Nigerians feel those were not actually the the corrupt uh, people that he went after. And some of them who were jailed and imprisoned were actually not uh, found guilty of any corruption. So um, his administration was eventually overthrown and by another uh, military government also from the north. So it's more like um, a cycle of what we've gone through. Great, great, Paul. I think that was a great um, review. 
an answer. And thank you, caller, for listening. We see you all on the chat room and in the on the phone lines. Thank you for listening to MGM Radio. And again, we are chatting with political analysts. He's an ad, Paul. He's an ad faculty member of Grand Canyon University and the author, I think I mentioned this at the beginning, um, of six books including Nigeria, One Nation, Two Systems, and his new book is called Stock Market Trading for Beginners. I love it. And all his books are on Amazon, so it's really great. So we've talked about security, economy, and now when you, a lot of people, right or wrong, when they think of Nigeria, corruption always comes up. <laughs> um, Jonathan Goodluck had talked about Fighting corruptions, um, it is not by pub. He says it is not by publicly jailing people. Yes, we believe in suppressing corruption, but our emphasis is in prevention. Buhari says one of his key priorities to wipe out corruption. If Nigeria doesn't kill corruption, corruption will kill Nigeria. And that was a famous quote that people were tweeting on social media that Buhari, being a military man, you know, a disciplinarian that he was really going to wipe out corruption. Now he's president. Um, do you think this also hindered Jonathan Goodluck in his bid for the re-election? And what do you think about Buhari's statement um, about corruption? Well, you know, w one thing that a lot of people forget is the fact that um, when the first time that Buhari tried to, you know, um, fight corruption, he was ruling under military decrees and, and you know, just basically uh, doing anything he wants to do. But today, Nigeria is a functioning democracy. So there's going to be a lot of problems, um, you know, uh, if he wants to go and, and wage a very serious fight against corruption. He will have to be... The executive has a role to play, but a lot of that issues. There are so many other actors: the Nigerian House, the Nigerian Senate, the Nigerian court system, you know, the judiciary itself. The Nigeria has an agency that um, is in charge of fighting corruption. So, so it's not going to be as easy as um, he thinks. Although we Nigerians are going to support him, going to support him, but we will not, um, you know, accept uh, undermining the, the rights and, and, and privileges of um, Nigerians, um, you know, either those granted by the Nigerian Constitution or through the Geneva Convention. Those were the problems um, in the 80s when Buhari was in power because. None of those issues, you know, impacted on what he had to do because he was a military dictatorship. But today, Nigeria is different. And, um, you know, we have to, you know, tr walk through the Nigerian institutions if he is to wage a legitimate fight against corruption. Yeah, and, you know, 
this is corruption is one of the things that I would personally, as a Nigerian, you know, a Nigerian American, um, would love to see eradicated from Nigeria. So I guess time will tell. Um, we are chatting live on MGM Radio, talking about the road to Asso Rock. And for those of you who might not know, Asso Rock, just think of it as an equivalent of the White House. And the Nigerian election, um, you know, took place. And a couple of people in the chat room wanted me to explain how the electoral system works. And please, um, Paul, if you want to jump in, but let me just say that the Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC, um, you know, promised a clean ballot. Um, all 14 candidates, and like we said earlier, the two main candidates was, you know, Jonathan Goodluck, who was the, you know, the current president against Wuhari. All 14 candidates have signed an agreement binding them to, you know, credible and nonviolent elections. Um, official campaigning, you know, started and then ended um, March 27, 24 hours before polling day. The candidate with the most votes is declared the winner in the first round as long as he gains at least 25% of the votes in two-thirds of Nigeria's 36 states. And what was very big and why this got a lot of attention, um, biometric cards were used for the first time. And so uh, nearly 80% of the nearly 70 million eligible voters obtained their identity card, and the minimum voting age in Nigeria is 18. Um, and so the polls were open, open, and, you know, just like we do in America, people went and they voted. And it was a pretty um, impressive process, you know, um, people lined up. And um, they had police officers deployed in strategic areas to make sure there was no violence, no crime, even though we heard that there was a lot of, you know, different reports about, um, you know, crime happening or underage voters being allowed to vote. But overall, a lot of Nigerians expressed, you know, a lot of happiness. They actually got to decide on the 2015 election, which um, Buhari emerged as the winner. Okay, now a couple of other points just want to compare good luck to Buhari um, was employment, and we talked about the economy, but this specifically is what Jonathan Goodluck said. He promised to create 2 million jobs each year. He launched the UYOU Win Scheme for Young Entrepreneurs and SurePay sure Initiative aimed at helping graduates find jobs. A lot of people said that the, you know they were disappointed in that. And then you had Buhari, who promises to create 20,000 jobs per state, which totals 720,000 jobs, and he pledges support for the agricultural sector and soft loans for small manufacturers to to boost creation. Um, Paul, you're a political analyst. You know Nigeria. I mean, what compared to two um, theories or you know pledges, promises about employment, and do you think Buhari that is what helped him also, you know, win the election? Well, yeah, that's that's um, you know, election campaigning is always um, you know, people can always throw out um, whatever they think will help them <laughs> um, win the election. But I, I one thing we know for sure is that the economic conditions in Nigeria is, is deteriorating, and part of it is um, like I mentioned earlier, is a global 
phenomenon, which is um, Nigeria is losing its um, revenue base. Uh, maybe Buhari can help in diversifying the Nigerian economy, for one. But one problem that a lot of people have is that we don't know what Buhari is going to do in terms of the economy. Nobody does. Um, and, and that's one big question which is um, looming everywhere. So until they begin, the APC starts making policy statements about what they plan to do about um, economy and, and you know jobs and everything. Everything else is just you know barely speculative. Right? He hasn't talked much. Now on on the um, on Jonathan, he uh, we have to go by the standards he has. He did not meet most of um you know his um uh, predictions in terms of the number of jobs and but he has done fairly well in that direction nigeria has um a relatively you know steady economy up until um several maybe one year ago and there has been growth in Nigeria in many different areas. He has increased um, uh, a, a production of power. Nigeria is, is plagued by very rampant uh, power interruptions. Um, he hasn't solved this, but um, his, his administration has um, drastically in, improved the uh, power output in Nigeria. And uh, we believe there is only a question of time that he may be able to, um, you know, solve that problem. And now we are back to square one. Uh, we hope that Buhari would build upon some of the many achievements of uh, Good Luck Jonathan. Many of them are, you know, played down for some reason, partly uh, part of it is um, uh, the um, uh, situation with uh, Boko Haram. And let me say this with Boko Haram, because that's one area. Actually, Buhari winning the election, he owes Jonathan some, uh, you know, a uh, credit. Uh, he, he was the last um, the push um, over the past uh, two months that made it possible for a lot of people in, in Buhari's uh, constituency in northeast Nigeria to come out and vote. Those areas were already, much of it have been taken over by Boko Haram. But uh, the Jonathan's government, when the election was delayed for six weeks, they mounted a, a, a very strong um, you know, uh, defense posture against Boko Haram, and they've taken over almost uh, 25 towns and, and that villages that Boko Haram had occupied. So the question everybody is asking is, why did he not do this all along? Why would he wait until, you know, maybe six weeks to the election to start um, going after Boko Haram, you know? So finally, the other thing is, uh, we, Jonathan lost this election largely on the issue of security. Nigerians yeah. are yeah. very scared. Boko yeah. Haram yeah. has the brat 
you know, damaged, they killed almost, what, 8,000 people. So Nigerian Tarul is very, very afraid, and that's part of the reason. Yeah, and that's what a couple of people had had you know, mentioned it was the security, security, you know, the 200 girls, like you mentioned, hashtag bring back our girls, which people are still talking about, bring back our girls. You know, they didn't see that, and it was, you know, those were some of the main points. And uh, a couple of people in the chat room are saying, you know, when you commented about, um, you know, Jonathan and um the Boko Haram, some people are saying that he did do his best. Um, so, hey. Okay, so, and thank you for the comments in the chat room. Okay, the last two I wanted to chat about, and as always on MGM Radio, time flies, but the last two kind of points is infrastructure. Good luck said he credits his administration with reviving the railroad railroad system and improving road infrastructure. And I will say, and let me talk about Buhari. Buhari pledges to complete stalled road projects and improve infrastructural development nationwide, especially in the Northeast. I will say going back to Nigeria, like I said, I was just there in December um, and parts of January, that, you know, I did see an improvement, but I don't know if it's more the local government doing those improvements or in my state, Anambra State, actually, in Inewi, there were the roads were a huge improvement. But, again, I don't know if that's attributed to the government or to Jonathan Goodluck. So can you talk about just the infrastructure um, and what you think, you know, the differences are in what Good Luck versus um, Buhari yeah. had talked about? Yeah. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you so much. Um, in fact, um, I di- didn't even know you're also from uh, the same state I come from. I'm also from <laughs> a state, so that's a pretty good uh, coincidence. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the fact of the matter is that uh, Jonathan's administration did he did very he did pretty decent job uh, when when you're talking about infrastructural development. But we have to also remember that there is some role for the states as well. Um, the states, uh, you know, Nigeria runs a uh, federal state, um, you know, uh, type of situation, just like the. Um, United States. So some of the local roads were built by the state government. But the federal government is the one that um, builds the interstate highways. Pretty sure, pretty much uh, the same way it is uh, here in the United States. So, uh, but, but the biggest challenge will, that Buhari is going to face is, uh, is a fiscal problem. Uh, because, uh, like I said, oil is Niger- oil provides about 80% of Nigeria's um, uh, money for capital expenditures, and all of a sudden that revenue source is drying up. So until uh, Buhari's administration figures out how to make up with with all this shortfall. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, promises are easier made than than, keep, than kept. So he's he's going to have a, a very serious problem with um, revenue 
sources. Unless tomorrow oil starts selling again at $100 a barrel, but I know that single factor alone will, will, will probably be a, one of the biggest obstacles against what Buhari may want to do. But again, we uh, we all support him, uh, but we only hope he realizes that the election is over. Uh, some of the promises are made, uh, he's not going to be able to, to keep them. And I'll give you one quick example. Uh, when Buhari was speaking at one of the cities, uh, I believe he was in uh, Owere, in Imo State, he promised that he will make um, the Nigerian Naira uh, exchange rate one Naira to one dollar. That's that's almost people who understand this knows that it, it's almost very difficult, almost an impossible thing. The Naira is exchanging at the rate of about 280 today, I think, uh, the last time I checked. Two hundred and eighty to one United States dollar. Oh, so and, it's two hundred and eighty. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, it's two hundred and eighty. Wow, because it was two twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what I, I, last time I checked. Uh, it it, it wow. fluctuates, so it may may have changed again. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's a that's a very. Um, and people in the chat room, if you those who are in Nigeria listening, if you if they okay two eighty yeah people are saying two eighty two seventy okay so yeah so it's, it's yeah it fluctuates but yeah you're right around two eighty Paul and so we're saying that you know if he's saying that again you know just like the presidential election in America um, you know. When you're campaigning, you make a lot of promises, but Nigeria has decided, and everybody must support the president of Nigeria. Now, the the last topic is energy. So Jonathan Goodluck says energy says government privatization of the power generation and distribution companies will ensure regular power supplies in the future. Um, and then Buhari says he will tackle a sector riddled with corruption and mismanagement, and he's referring to the energy sector, and he says he's going to adopt a market-based approach, and he favors exploration of non-oil sector. Um, again, we all know, you know, unfortunately, when you go to Nigeria, yeah, you can get a generator, but there's no power, there's no steady supply of power, and um, <laughs> But that has been a problem before um, President Goodluck. So do you think that played into this election? Uh, you know, to some degree it, it did, but not to to that um, extent. See, unfortunately, Nigerians have been used to this prob yeah. historic problem of lack of energy, power interruption. Yeah. And um, well-to-do Nigerians all have uh, portable generators in their homes. Exactly. So it, yeah. it costs them a lot of money to uh, buy the fuel to, um, you know, uh, supply them with um, energy they need. So, but it, 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 uh, I think um, Buhari can can make some difference in, in the energy sector, but it really depends on if it's continues the, the groundwork that has been laid by President Jonathan because 
it has dramatically increased the energy output in Nigeria. I don't have the data, but everybody knows that he has significantly increased that, and uh, whatever he's doing is working. And we hope that Buhari can study his policies in this direction and try to strengthen it or, or make it better than it is, than just going back to the drawing board. But again, like you said, we all Nigerians, uh, we, uh, we don't have any other choice but to support the legitimately uh, elected president because if he solves Nigerian problems, he's solving it for everyone, for the good of everyone. Exactly, exactly. Um, somebody in the chat room mentioned the First Lady, Patience, and said that she was um, one of the reasons they didn't vote for um, Jonathan Goodluck. Um, again, these are personal opinions and not views expressed or the beliefs of MGN Radio, because I personally think Patience was a, a great role model. Um, a lot of people talked about her um you know, not being educated or loud or, you know, but I thought that she supported, you know, her husband and the president well. What do you think about the first lady? There's been pictures going around, um, you know, of her crying and, you know, just just very, very sad, and she's going to be packing out of the um, Asso Villa. So what do you think about Jonathan Gulluck's wife playing a role um, in the election? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's just like any other country. Um, the American um, uh, first lady, um, you know, uh, played some role in elections in the United States. Uh, yeah. But you know, Nigerians are more comfortable uh, seeing women play much, um, you know, behind the scene role. But I don't, I don't think it's the way that. Um, we ought to go. Nigeria is a free, democratic country, and men and women have equal rights, and men, women are just as important as anybody else. Now, uh, there was, um, excuse me, Buhari also said during the campaign that he's going to abolish the Nigeria's uh, first lady's office. Uh, oh, wait, Buhari well, said uh, he's going to abolish the First Lady's office? Yes, wow. yes. He made that, he said it was not constitutional. And I'm sure enough, uh, you know, the Constitution doesn't have to talk about it for the um, First Lady's office. But he did say he will abolish it, and it didn't sit well with so many people because uh, some of us saw that as, uh, a, a policy aimed against um, women. Uh, because, you know, uh, but the problem for him, though, is that his wife, Aisha, is now all over the place, pretty much <laughs> as loud as Jonathan is, uh, Jonathan's wife is. His wife has already started, um, you know, making, taking positions. and So I, I, I really don't see how Brady is going to... Um, you know, make her disappear all of a sudden, despite the strong role that she also played in, in this election. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I can't see because, as you, as everybody knows, Michelle Obama here in America played a vital role in helping um, our current president, Barack Obama, win the election. And I know patience was out there, but I think you made a good point. You know, some Nigerians don't want the the role of the first lady, which Jonathan Goodluck was really a champion for women and women's rights. And I think he let his wife play a very important, vital role, and she was at the forefront of, of a lot of things, but maybe a lot of people didn't like that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't, if he abolishes it, I think there will be a lot of trouble um, with that. Yes, um, you're right. Um, you're right. Uh, I, I don't think um, he's one of those election promises. But he did. He did speak to that. Um, I mean, I have um, some of that information. Um, you know uh, that I can, you know, eventually provide to you. But he, he did address that. That um, he will abolish the um, first lady's um, office because it's not. It's not uh, in Nigeria's constitution. But We'll see how that works out. Yes. I mean, I can't imagine him abolishing the First Lady's office. Now, somebody in the chat room mentioned that the First Lady, he married the First Lady. We've heard different reports. She was 12, he was 40, she was 18, he was 40. Um, again, I don't – have you heard anything about that? You know. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is um, it's – that cuts into um, religion, and um, uh, Muslims have their beliefs in, in religion, and, uh, you know, we just leave that um, religious issue alone. I do know somebody did say that he married um, Aisha when she was 19 years old, but I don't, I really don't know too much about that, and again, it's... Um, it's all um, caught across um, issues of religion. Exactly, exactly. I was trying to find, because somebody had posted Jonathan Goodluck's letter to the people of of um, Nigeria, and I was trying to find that to read that, because that was a pretty humbling letter. Um, but if I find it, I will I will definitely read it before the, sh- the show is over. But again, Nigeria has decided 2015, um, you know, the election. Um, what any other um, words or thoughts about this whole election process, Paul? Um, do you think it's a good thing for Nigeria? Um, what are your, do you think we're going to see a change in Nigeria? Oh, and somebody in the chat room said that, that she was 18. But, like, I think you said it great, Paul. We can leave that, uh, you know, part alone. So going back to, you know, the whole election process, the winner, you know, he takes office in May, President-elect Buhari. You know, everybody's saying a new day and a new Nigeria are upon us. W- what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I certainly hope that um, everybody is right on this. I'm I'm an optimistic-looking uh, person, and I would want Burari to succeed. Um, however, th- those of us that understand, um, you know, where things are in terms of Nigeria's, um, you know, economic uh, situation, we know it's it's is a difficult 
work that he has signed up, he, you know, he will succeed or fail, and I hope he succeeds, based on his administration understanding the realities that, um, you know, they're really, you know, up against the hill. And um, separate facts from fiction and just don't worry about all the, you know, campaign talk. And now, sooner or later, come um, May, uh, you know, next two, few months, the mantle is going to um, pass over to, to him. So, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's a mixed feelings for me. One thing I like the fact that this election was, you know, went fairly well. Um, you know, contrary to you know some widely held beliefs that uh, this will be the end of Nigeria. So, in a sense, democracy has been strengthened in Nigeria. The part that I'm not, and, and I have to tell you this because uh, I don't hide that, that I supported um, Jonathan. Uh, the fact is that. The, the pro other side of the equation is that we need consistency in Nigeria. We, it's not, it's not, we're not going to do much better if every four years we change government. You know, Jonathan has been, you know, really made a, a very solid groundwork for subsequent actions and economic plans and agenda. Nigeria would have been better off if they had stayed the course and maybe worked with the president, the current president, to make changes, you know, to fight corruption or to find ways to fight Boko Haram and defeat them. Those are the two main issues that, um, you know, he lost the election for. But... Um, Again, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're all optimistic. We'll support Buhari, and we hope and pray that he succeeds for Nigeria. That's right. That's right. Um, and I found the letter. And, you know, my producer had put it, printed it out. So I just want to read um, Jonathan Goodluck's letter. This is his letter that he posted to Nigerians, and it starts with fellow, and I, I'll just read them. The, you know, the highlights, but it starts with fellow Nigerians. I thank you all for turning out for the March 28 general elections. I promised the country free and fair elections. I've kept my word. I have also expanded the space for Nigerians to participate in a democratic process. Um, although some people have expressed mixed feelings about the results announced by the Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC. I urge those who may feel aggravated to follow due process on our Constitution and electoral laws in seeking redress. As I have always affirmed, nobody's ambition is worth the blood of any Nigerian. The unity, stability, and progress of our dear country is more important than anything else. I congratulate all Nigerians for successfully going through the process of the March 28th elections with enthusiasm. Um, like I mentioned, Nigeria decides hashtag. If you go to any social media, um, you will see the hashtag, um, and you can see all the enthusiasm. Then he states, um, to my colleagues in the PDP, I thank you for your support. Today, the PDP should be celebrating rather than mourning. We have established a legacy of democratic freedom, transparency, economic growth, 
free and fair elections. For the, for the past 16 years, we have steered the country away from ethnic and regional politics. We created a, a pan-Nigerian political party and brought home to the people um, economic development and social transformation. Through patriotism and diligence, we have built the biggest and mo most patriotic party in Nigerian history. We must stand together as a party and look to the future with renewed optimism. I thank all Nigerians once again for this great opportunity I was given to lead this country and assure you that I'll continue to do my best at the helm of national affairs until the end of my tenure. I have conveyed my personal best wishes to General Mohammed Buhari. May God Almighty continue to bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I thank you all, Jonathan. Good luck. And it got like 50,000, you know, likes, and it's been shared over 10,000 times. So a lot of people, you know, really admire um, Jonathan. Good luck. Um, you know, what, what did you think about that letter? That that is. A wonderful one, but that's in line with Jonathan's persona and, and demeanor, right? From time, he's he's a very democratic, um, you know, person. And and by the way, this is the first time uh, that a sitting incumbent president has been, you know, defeated in the history of uh, Nigeria, and that tells you much for the fact that he was able to handle this. And the only reason why he probably lost is because he played by the by the rules, you know. <laughs> Others would have, um, you know, definitely done things to assure that they remain in position. I know yeah. it was uh, a yeah. widely felt um, thing during the Obasanjo's uh, rule that, um, you know, he would have uh, been in power regardless of what, Ever votes that way. So, so Jonathan is a very good and decent person, and I do also hope that um, some of his qualities, you know, will be, you know, dupli duplicated um, uh, in Buhari's way of doing things. Um, it was graceful for him to reach out and call Buhari and congratulate him. Like I said, nobody has done this. In the past, so um, things are. It is a more positive reflection that you know many Nigerians to get out of this current um, process because it's largely peaceful. Though there were a few attacks, um, which has always been the case with or without election, Boko Haram tyranny and terrorism has always been there. But um, again. We will wish him all the best, and um, we'll be here again to also, you know, praise what he's doing right, but more importantly, condemn what we think he's doing wrong. So that's uh, the nature of things. Uh, many of us have access to the Internet and, and can reach um, hundreds of thousands of people, and, and that's the kind of um, global world we live in. 
Exactly, and I love that. And we have like five minutes left on the show, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in. This show is recorded, so I'll send out the link on Facebook, and you can listen to this dialogue if you are not able to listen to it live. Um, We really, really, really appreciate our special guest, (laughs) um, Paul. um, And say your last name, Paul. I want to make sure I'm not butchering it. (laughs) Aronica. Oh, Aronica, that's what I said. And he is, um, you know, uh, adjunct faculty, you know, political analyst. As you can tell, he has a wealth of information on politics in Nigeria. Um, You know, you can go to Amazon and get his books. He's an author. Um, He's an adjunct faculty at the Grand Canyon University, and it's just Paul. And um, how can are you on Twitter, Paul? Um, How can people, if they want to reach out to you, how can they reach you? Well, I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm also on um, Facebook. If they just Facebook. Um, yes, um, Paul Oranik on Facebook is the easiest way to uh, reach me. Awesome, awesome. We thank you so much because we know you're extremely busy. So thank you, sir, for coming to our show and just talking politics. And I think you said it best. And you know, we've seen a lot of debates in different chat rooms, you know, about this whole election. But I think you said it best. You know, this current president, Jonathan Goodluck, you know, has a lot of qualities that are to be admired, but we as Nigerians are pulling together for the president-elect, Mohammed Buhari, um, you know, and the first lady. And I got a funny thing before I go. I I got a Facebook um, um, friend request from the first lady of Nigeria. So I don't I don't know if that's if that's um, um, if that's real or not. We'll see um, from Mohammed Buhari's wife. So we'll, we will see if that's real or not. You know, Facebook. But you know, I did send her the link. So if she's listening in. We do. Um, we are all going to stand behind the. Um, the president-elect, Mohammed Bahari, and we just all want change for Nigeria. We all want security. We all want jobs. We all want a lot of the things that, you know, we expect from the country. So God bless Nigeria, and, um, you know, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So with that being said, next week, please, next week, Wednesday, tune in. We're going to have a special guest. Um, And like I said before, please remember to always um, continue to pray for Nigeria during this time of transition. And continue to follow My Good Nanny on Facebook as well as Twitter, as well as um, Instagram and Pinterest. We're everywhere. And if you have not signed up for the fifth Dare to Aspire conference in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be amazing. June 12th, I know if you're Nigerian, you know that date, but June 12th and June 13th, it is going to happen um, in Atlanta, our fifth Dare to Aspire conference, inspiring women and moms for greatness in business. Thank you and have a great day. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.